the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for bearings and windshields for your motorcycle. And Manscaped, bringing you the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. When you get Manscaped, your balls will thank you. So we're going we're gonna to revisit an old topic today, aren't we? We are. It'd be interesting to see if our opinions have changed and what we discussed in that very first episode that we released back in 2019, almost two years ago to the date. If um, if what we said about motovlogging actually happened, because we, we kind of had some predictions and we kind of saw like a progression that was happening with stuff and might be neat to revisit this topic and just kind of see where things are now, what, what everybody thinks. Yeah, I think it's great. So that episode was episode one in August. Was it August 22nd, I think? Who of gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it is, is motovlogging dead? That was the topic. Right? Yep. Yeah, that was our first one. It was horrible, too. I can't believe people <laughs> listened to it. Well, I did have to go back and listen to it because I was not part of the podcast at that time. But I did. I had a... It was interesting. Let me back up and say it was interesting listening to your different takes on it and your different points of view. We had yeah, a few. It, it was weird because back then I was still doing videos on a regular and I, yeah. I don't do that anymore. And Ryan was just starting to get into it, and he's dropping on a regular now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've kind of reversed that. Uh, yeah, I was. I think I had dropped maybe two videos is probably the most. And so I really approached it from a uh, kind of a fanboy perspective. If you kind of listen to what I said, it was really. I really had a lot more to say about my interactions with. Um, with other moto vloggers and with Tony and Dustin than I did about my own content because I was so new, you know, so new to it. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, Ryan of the four of us, Ryan's the only one that posts regularly anymore. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was, I was, I was one to two, I was one to three times a week. Sometimes I always tried yeah. to give, I always tried to get one video out a week, but hell, I haven't put out a video and I think August was, the last like regular like motorcycle based video I put out. Yeah, it's wow, been, a hot it been that long. Yeah, wow. it's been a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. I know. Out of everybody, I think Dustin. I mean, I was watching your videos back then. Um, I don't even think I knew Tony at the time. <laughs> no. And I think maybe I had just come across Ron, but yeah. Yeah, it was it was different. I I remember. Uh, I know. I Dustin and I connected really early on. I think I was like probably in his top twenty for people that subscribed when, when he first started moto vlogging and, uh, you know, kind of followed, followed him through that journey. And, and, uh, I found Tony pretty early on too. So it was, it was interesting to go back and listen to what I thought of content creation, moto vlogging. And, um, from my perspective, at least, I think some of the things that I said, I still kind of agree with, um, in terms of what, where moto vlogging is and the kind of the progression of that, I think it's, I think it's divided up a little bit more mm-hmm. in terms of how people are doing it. And I think there's, I think you have two separate sections, right? So I think we might've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago where um, one of the things that's really popular right now is just the super raw videos, right? There's barely yeah. any editing. There's uh, no, um, y- you know, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake, it's in it. You're not clipping that out or editing it out. A lot of people have gone back to filming with phones and, uh, you know, super raw. I mean, you know, one of the guests we've had on the podcast a couple of times, Professional Monkey, he does very little editing. I think he films almost entirely with a GoPro with a mic on it. And it's almost that, you know, always talking head kind of first person in his garage. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, but that's a real like raw kind of style. He doesn't really moto vlog he does his uh surges videos with a camera strapped to his bike so people can see where he's riding but he's not moto vlogging yeah i kind of think man it when we first did that pod when we did that podcast you know two years ago the peter mckinnons and those guys were just emerging they were getting big and everything was progressing toward that polished high-end production look and i think it's made yeah i think it's made full circle now i think it's it's just too labor intensive and expensive to do that type of video so the raw stuff is obtainable by 
by anybody. I mean, if you own a phone, you can get it done. It doesn't require any special equipment. So I think it, it is going back to that because it makes it just accessible to anybody that wants to do it. But Well, if you look, look at the platforms that are really popular right now. You got TikTok. That is about as raw as you can get. Man, yeah. fuck TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit hole. That fucking rabbit hole worthless motherfucker. <laughs> well, I might as well call it fart talk anymore because all you hear is flatulence when you turn it off. It's just a fucking waste of time talk is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, going going back to that podcast, Ryan, you did hit a lot of things on the head. We were talking about progression. You sure how... did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking about progression where we saw a lot less of just the getting on a bike with a GoPro, filming and talking about random shit. At that, you know, at that point in time, everybody was doing that. So who do you watch? Yeah. So you watch the person that's going to be the most interesting. And then you got to a point where more people were filming stuff off the bike, more talking head, more showing what they were doing that day, rather than just this one person point of view. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, honestly, it, 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 it is kind of boring. And the way things are going, especially with the generations that are getting younger, it's harder and harder to keep people's attention unless you're kind of all over the place with things. That's kind of why yeah, I agree. That's kind of why but fart talk is that's kind of why fart talk is so popular because <laughs> videos are short and it gets to the point. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But I, I think it's a progression though. If you start moto vlogging, you can only do that, in my opinion, for so long before you want to progress into something different. You know, at least that's like use Blockhead, for instance. He used to only moto vlog. And now his videos are not only moto vlogging, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, upgrade stuff and reviews and he's progressed. You know, you almost have to, to, to keep engaged, I think with the audience. I don't, I don't remember the last time moto, uh, Blockhead even did a solo moto vlog. A lot of his are group yeah. moto vlogs now and, uh, his videos have progressed to, you know, he's not even doing it as many bolt-on mods anymore as he's doing, uh, you know, engine upgrades and 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 floor-up builds and you know, paint custom paint and that kind of stuff. So his stuff has progressed quite a bit more. And then you have, um, you know, you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum where our guest that we're going to have on next week, I believe. And yeah, he goes, he, he's phenomenal a, videos, dude. Jet Films, J E T Films, is is what he goes by on YouTube, and they are exactly that. They are films. They are not moto vlogs, and they are not. Um, they're even How not to. even talking heads. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a great intro. It is a you know when he does talking head, it's very interview style. And uh, when he does on the bike stuff, it's everything is edited so good. It's so clean. The video is great. I mean, it's fantastic. And he actually tells a story every time. Videos. And that's the reason it keeps you engaged because there's an actual story you feel like you're following. And it's just not somebody on a motorcycle throwing their point of view or their whatever they have to say and i'm guilty of it i used to do it i used to get on there and talk to myself in a helmet for fucking hours <laughs> yeah you know well, we all, i mean we all did. we all did yeah. you know yep. and i think it's a great place to start i mean if you want to get into it and you're into motorcycles it's a great easy way to start you need a gopro and a mic yep. yep if i if i were to if i were to say what i like to do on my channel now most of all that we're talking youtube YouTube, yep. Not RedTube. That's that's a whole different thing. Yep. So on YouTube, if I my favorite thing to do is just strictly a talking head. I mean, you guys know me. I love to hear myself talk, right? So the talking head, just with the camera pointed at me and just kind of waxing on some topic that I've that I'm giving my opinion on. Not wax on, wax off like Danielson. But uh, just give you know, giving my opinion on something is probably. I don't want to know what you're waxing off. To be real honest, (laughs) you bought some of that blue magic polish I talked about last week. Spit shine on it. That's right. That's that's probably my favorite to do. And then you know the the gear reviews and uh, installs. And then after that, probably um, travel videos. And that's just to get a documentation of a trip I've gone on or something I've done. 
Yeah. Yeah. I more, get that. more than anything. So I get that because that's what I like to do. With all of you all, when you all watch YouTube, what do you watch it for? What content are you watching it for right now? You, I'm going to be totally honest. I, I, you know, since I, I pretty much hung up my motor vlogging boots, I, I, I'm watching less and less of it. I'm watching yeah. just, I, I'm watching random shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, like DIY stuff, how to do this, that, you know, like, like old toy videos, you know, stuff, yeah. you know, stuff that really has like uh, a nostalgia effect for me. Yeah, same. I don't know. I mean, I I do I do catch videos of people I'm subscribed to here and there. Mm-hmm. I you know I watch everybody here, of course. Um, you know, like Saddle Tramp, I still watch him. I try to catch you know a blockhead video here and there, but there's just, there's just, YouTube is a goddamn black hole. Yeah, it's not as bad as fucking TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. At I least when you leave YouTube, you felt like you've learned something. That is true. I have to agree with Dustin, though. I'm kind of the same way because I I think I reached a point about, I guess, after about the first year of being in the moto community and moto vlogging to where you were following so many people and so many people were doing the same thing that you literally couldn't keep up with everybody. And you felt Mm -hmm. bad because you couldn't keep up with everybody. But I got to the point I was like, you know what? I can't I just can't watch it all. I just can't do it. And so I'm kind of like Dustin now. I just kind of watch random stuff and I do catch, you know, people that I'm subscribed to every now and then I'll, you know, kind of watch their videos or whatever. There's still a few that I religiously watch like two Kiwi writers and so forth. But, um, I watch, um, life uncontained is my absolute favorite thing on YouTube. And every time an episode comes out, I mean, when it pops up, if I have time, I watch it almost immediately. And is that, that has about people living to, in a in a uh, container? Yeah, that's where they took okay. the two um, shipping yeah. containers and made a house out of them. Made a house out of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they've been working on it for three years, and they're just finally to the point of starting to move stuff in. So yeah, I mean, that to me is interesting. It's the content. It's you know, I think somebody had mentioned it in episode one um, about the content and when you follow somebody for so long you get to you get on a personal level with them and you want to continue to follow them because you're following their story basically mm-hmm. yeah that, that goes back i think we even said in the first in the, the podcast we're revisiting that in the end content is king yep yep, yep you yep. said that yeah i don't give a shit if you're shooting it on a fucking potato camera you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> if it's good people are going to watch it yeah. What does turn me off though, if your content is good and your audio sucks, I can't watch it. Yeah. Yep. I I took a page. I when I went back and listened to that podcast, I distinctly remember both Dustin and Tony said something and I made note of it and I followed through with it through all of my content up until up to date, which is both Dustin and Tony said they comment on anybody that comments on their video. Yeah. And, and I, and I followed through with that sentiment of commenting on every single person, unless you're just being a straight dick. And then I won't, I won't comment. And, and honestly, um, contrary to my fuck offs on the podcast, um, I don't do that on the content on my channel. If you're a straight dick, I just, I won't comment back. I just, I let the, I, I, but I don't also, unless you're super disrespectful or a complete asshat, I don't even delete the content. I leave or delete the comment. I leave it there because I I'm kind of like, you know, I'm going to let somebody sit. If if you're going to be a complete asshole, you have to live with what you wrote there. Let everybody else see it. They'll decide whether you're an asshole or not. That starfish Mm -hmm. is proud of that comment. Probably. (laughs) Well, he could be, I mean, he could be proud of it, you know, but I will say it. at a certain point, you can't keep up with the comments. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, there's there's been a few videos that, that I've done that, I mean, there's no way I could answer all the fucking comments. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. I had a long time to sit there and, and thumb through them. I mean, I'm good at giving it a, a like or a heart or something, but commenting on every one of them, uh, it's, it's once when you hit, you know, it gets difficult because yeah. it's a lot. It's understandable. My talking head ones usually I usually get story comments. People really have a lot to say when I do yeah, a talking man, head video. You get one of those big fucking novels. I mean, yeah. how do I even answer that? Right. My opinions are strong though, so that's why I get those those comments <laughs> now. But well, I, I and I, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I, I for me, I would rather have good engagement than a hundred thousand views with just you know two, thumbs up on all of them. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so, not comment on stuff that I do comment a lot. I mean, if people have questions or something, I try to answer them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, know. I mean, even now, since I've stopped regularly for a year, I still, I mean, I don't get them regularly, but I'll get a comment maybe like every couple times a week, maybe every other day. I'll still answer them, you know, as long as they're being cordial. Yeah. But I have right. had a few uh, bag of dicks. They <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave a few harsh words lately, but I just. I think I think the ones that probably get to me the most are the ones when the like when the person says, "How tall are your bars?" I'm like, my fucking thumbnail says, you know, Lucky Dave's 13 inch bars, <laughs> you know, on the <laughs> thumbnail, and you're asking me how tall the bars are. That, that or that, when you're doing a product or something, they they want you to look it up for them and send them a yeah. link. Yeah, what's right. the product link? Yeah, what's the it's on Harley's link? website? It's on the website, dude. Go find it. I don't know. Yeah. And, that, and that's, I got a, I got a comment on the video the other day and the guy said, you did a really good job covering up the product number with your hand on the box. Cause it was a Harley, <laughs> a Harley branded product. And I was holding up the Harley box. I'm like, go on the website, type in your fucking bike and look it up. Like, it's not that hard. Their website's really easy to navigate. You know, it's <laughs> slow as fuck though. <laughs> well, it's slow, but it's easy to navigate. I mean, it does It's slow as fuck, you know, but sideways, we got sideways for, on comments. <laughs> but from from two years ago, yeah, for sure. But from two years ago, you know, the overriding theme was content is king, and that's still absolutely true. true. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> you and know, I think and, a lot of it has to do with personality too. One yeah. of y'all mentioned personality, Ryan. I think it was you said something about personality. You know, because Shade Tree records that raw content, and it's his personality, you know, that shines through. Yeah, he, I mean, fucking, he, stepped, he has stepped up his game, though. Yeah, He has, but I mean, he could go on there and talk about sales at Adam and Eve and people would watch it. <laughs> it doesn't even would. have to be motorcycle content because people watch it because it's Shade Tree Surgeon because he's yeah. fun to watch. He know? actually did. He actually did a video right after the pandemic started, like three months into the pandemic. He did a video about, um, I don't want to say sex workers, but kind of <laughs> about the. he did it about the growth of OnlyFans. And he got like a hundred thousand views on it. But if you, if you watch the video, it is a really well thought out video. And I actually commented on a video that he did just the other day. He did a video. He, it was, he had found some old footage that he did. And um, it was at Forgotten Angels where uh, the head of Forgotten Angels was teaching a young woman how to ride a motorcycle. And he, took all the sound out and he did a voiceover. And I told him, I said it was the best video he's ever done. And it was, it was a very, very, if you watch that video and you don't actually think about, you know, what motorcycles can do for people, what lifting up somebody can do for people, you can straight eat a bag of dicks and fuck off and everything else bad I've ever said, because he really does make a good point about how, the community is really more about lifting people up and helping people than yeah. it is about, you know, being, you know, being a badass and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I agree. Brian yeah. says you can lay on your back and unhinge your jaw because the tea bag's coming in hot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. For sure. Num nums. <laughs> Num num. When your when your beard and your chest hair and your um, waistline all is all one carpet of hair, you know you have a problem. Yeah, and I mean if you use the manscaper and, and clean up down there, then you're running around. <laughs> it looks like you have on like a wool sweater. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, a definite like, line going on. It's it's like a it's like one of those. Uh, what do, you, what do you call it's those? Like it's playing peekaboo, you know. <laughs> one of those. What, what's one of those monks that has a bald spot on the top of their head, except for it's right there at your waistline. Right like there, a bald waistline. spot right in the middle. Yep. And there's all hair all the way around. Like it. a spotlight's <laughs> on it. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you hiding right now? I can't see you. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> the dong signal. Hey, <laughs> what the. Uh... The crop, the crop preserver was a was a godsend at the zoo. It was like ninety four degrees and sweaty. Mm, were you over in the corner with a crop mop, just working it like a piece of saltwater taffy? <laughs> I didn't take one of those, brother. <laughs> I was uh, I was, I was uh, betting on the the ball deodorant to come through, and it sure did. I was sweaty everybody everywhere else, but oh 
tell you what, it's like fresh cut cedar. Mm. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's like the deal. It's I like it because it's the deodorant that doesn't leave like discoloration behind. <laughs> well, that's 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 probably a good thing. Like Goes in on. your undies or on your nutsack? Everywhere. <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has it has no no uh, color when it's applied. Goes right. on clear. Yeah. Okay. Because that because that would be terrible to 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 have like uh you know that that underarm uh white stain those, <laughs> those <laughs> fucking pit stains in your in your shirts right those are the, disgusting that the white clumps. stain in your undie might yeah. be mm, you, get, you go heavy with it you get clumps thank <laughs> <laughs> god that don't happen <laughs> like elmer's glue oh my god <laughs> oof <laughs> Looks like pieces of feta cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Blue cheese crumbles. (laughs) Oh my god, we're that can't make the podcast. (laughs) Can't talk about Mediterranean style nuts. (laughs) But we can talk about if you go to manscaped.com, you can save 20% by entering the code five shaved at checkout. Save 20% off. Yeah. And you can take care of that feta cheese. You like our friend Walter? Get you the new weed whacker. That thing works good as a motherfucker, dude. It really does. <laughs> you can hear it working, but you don't feel it. No, man, it cleans your nose right up, man. You can breathe better afterwards. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't used my. So, is that thing, uh, is that thing have a charging cradle like the, like the, uh, like the other you one? You know does? what? I didn't even check. I just pulled it out of the box and fired it up immediately. <laughs> I'd imagine it does charge. I, I, it's yeah, got, it does. It's, yeah. it's, it's got something. I bet you, I bet you, Tony's made that noise like, like when you're, when you, when you, when, when you're uh, shaving and you. It, and you hit that big patch of hair and it goes mm. exactly it bogged down for a minute but it it, it, it powered through took care of the situation it started smoking yeah <laughs> Tony Tony's oxygen level went from 80% to 98% I did man my fucking Apple watch started dinging and everything I was like man I'm in good shape now <laughs> if I'd have known it was just my nose hair that was causing this low O2 level I could get off blood pressure medication. I could. <laughs> like, shit, I feel a lot better now. Jesus. Damn. Just saying. It works. Oh, boy. God damn it. I watched that fucking Suicide Squad movie last night. <laughs> you guys watched that yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of the villain of the movie is a giant starfish. Yeah. <laughs> Slang yes, for is. butthole, isn't it? Slang for butthole, yeah. Project Starfish. The other thing that disappointed me, though, was the eye of the starfish was not brown. (laughs) It wasn't. It it was a pleasant color of hazel. Yes. I just said it would have been the icing on the cake. It had a brown eye. It had a brown eye. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I told Tony, we we had this discussion briefly, and I said, I'm fairly certain that the people that wrote the, the writers of that movie listened to FDB because in the first 40 minutes, they talked about a starfish being a butthole, which Tony has probably said on almost every podcast. And Idris Elba tells John Cena to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> those two things happen. And we've been saying all of those phrases for the for 103 episodes now. Thank so, you for listening to Five Dirty right. Bikers podcast. We appreciate That's right. it. The, the writers of Suicide Squad listen to Five Dirty Bikers podcast. You heard it here first. <laughs> and you owe us royalties. And your yes. royalties, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we 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 patent pending. We have a patent pending on bag of dicks. Just so you know, <laughs> they can finger pop my starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. in fact, I think he told John Cena eat, to eat a whole a whole beach full of dicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like it. So is. You know, talking back to the to the topic, is the straight moto vlog dead? Do people are people still interested in that style of video? I don't think it is. And the reason I say that is because you still have new people coming into the community that see all these different moto vlogs and want in on it and start their own moto vlogs. And so I think it just continues. That's just yeah, my opinion. I, I think you're right too. I think a lot, like I said, I think it's easy to do. Yep. It's not a difficult thing to get into. The editing's easy. Yep. Most that's usually. Where, 
I think that's where everybody starts, right? Is if you're going to do it, you strap that camera to your helmet and you start there and then your content evolves. Yeah. I mean, I I said that two years ago, it was weird, but even, I mean, (laughs) I'm in a, you know, two years of posting regularly and that's where I'm at too. My content has evolved and, and uh, starting to do the talking head videos really allowed me to continue to post weekly throughout the winter. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll get content before it snows now, that'll put me probably with motorcycle related stuff, probably to January. But after that, I have to do installs and I have to do talking head to get me to the spring. So let me ask you this. When you all first started moto vlogging, did you outfit your helmet to where it was fucking unwearable? You had so much shit hanging off of it? Because I know (laughs) I did. No, I didn't. No, Mine was awkwardly set up. I will say that. I mean, at one, at one point I literally, I had the, the chin camera and then I had a brilliant idea of mounting two other ones on the side <laughs> <laughs> so I could get different angles. It didn't work, but I'm riding down the road and I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous looking, you know what I mean? Bobblehead, Tony's bobblehead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wanted, I mean, the fucking helmet, it looks like star, starship troopers or something. I had all this shit hanging off of it. Star strip shoot troopers. Yeah. That's a red two video for sure. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What about me? <laughs> Did you have all kinds of shit hanging off your helmet? No, no. I, I, I tried when I do something like that. I just try to keep it clean and and simple. I, I, I probably put a little too much thought into what I do before I do it, but I like to plan. Yeah, I like to make sure my shit's tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten, I've set up probably, I have set up two helmets just this summer because of the, you know, Rurock shit helmet piece of situation. <laughs> Man, fuck Rurock. <laughs> and, oh, uh, and so I've, I've gotten good at making my helmet. My current, my Simpson, it's clean as fuck. There's no cords hanging out of it. There's, I mean, they're all tucked up nice and neat. I can put a camera on there and take the camera off. And the only thing you see is the tiny little mount that's on the side of the helmet. And my uh, communicator. That's it. Otherwise, it looks like any anybody else's helmet. So, I'm actually I'm actually pretty proud of that. That my helmet doesn't look like a fucking space spaceship helmet. Yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> you know, you're driving down the fucking road. It's whistling and shit because all the stuff hanging off of it. Wind catches it. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I you know it's funny though because when you start doing it, you want to make it more complicated than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be complicated. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I have mine now. If I was going to go moto vlog tomorrow, I have one plug. Plug it in, hit a button, I'm good to go. S- simplicity is key with that shit because it if it takes too much time, you're not going to be consistent with it. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah that's. I, I think I think Tony and I had that conversation last year sometime. Uh, might even have been last summer that. Everything had gotten so complicated. Even, you know, the GoPro 9 is a fairly complicated camera. The, um, you know, if you're going to do off the bike stuff, you need to start to learn a little bit more. I even had photo questions I asked Tony this morning. And so you have to look at it like an opportunity to grow and learn more because you can't just jump into it anymore, right? I mean, you need to have a computer that can run editing software. You need to go buy a GoPro camera. You need to buy the stuff to mount it on your helmet. I mean, getting started motovlogging is not a cheap venture. You know, and then and you got to learn the editing software, which yeah, yeah, takes fucking true. years. And if you go about it, you know, if you try to do the whole thing on the cheap, you're never going to have content that people are going to watch if you don't put at least a little bit of effort into it because it's just, it's not going to happen. But also, I think you can put too much effort into it because if you start watching these videos of people shooting shit on GoPro, they're wanting you to manually set ISOs, shutter speeds, use ND filters. They want you to do all this shit, which makes it more difficult than it needs to be. Auto on your GoPro works just fine. You know, because let me tell you what, if you set your white balance and you set your white balance off, you're fucked. Yep. It's yep. hard to get that back in, in post because the GoPro footage just doesn't have enough data in it to, to correct itself. If it's that far off, you can do a little bit, but if it's real far off, you're, you're not going to get it back and it's going to look like shit. I say, keep it on auto when you're learning and go from there. It takes a fine fucking picture. Especially, <laughs> especially, especially for motor Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially for motor vlogging, it doesn't, you don't have to make it overly complicated. I found out though, when I did my video last year, of the Badlands and I put a camera on the back of my bike 
I think adding camera angles, adding some additional, like we might call it B-roll footage to your moto vlog, it can make it a lot more interesting. I mean, if you go look at the Badline videos that I did, I'm super proud of those. Um, but I just really all I did was put a camera on the back of my bike and it just gave a whole nother perspective to the area that I was riding in. And I think that that's, that's one of the, I mean, I don't know, man, that's one of the biggest things I found, especially on a road in South Dakota. Like if you have a shit area to ride in, man, you're going to have to be the interest, the most interesting person in the world because you really do have to have things for people to look at, to make your, to make your moto vlog visually entertaining. Yep, I agree. Cause you know, when I first started, I did a lot of commuting vlogs and you guys know where I'm at. I'm from the cornfields. As I kind of got into this niche, I kind of progressed toward doing a lot less of that because I know it's not interesting to look at a cornfield. Even I mean, especially when it's harvested. It's there's fucking, a lot of fucking <laughs> corn there. It's ugly out here corn. when they harvest the fields in the winter, especially. The, the question is, is the corn good there? Is it tasty? Dude. That's seed corn, I, Tony. I can it's walk not two sweet blo- corn. I, can, I can walk two. Blo- oh, yeah, it is. Some of it is. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck, seed corn. Seed huh? corn? You don't know what seed corn is? No, man. I'm not a fucking farmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they. It's what you like steak, don't you, Tony? Yeah. Well, seed corn is what they feed your cow, dumbass. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what they do grow around <laughs> here is for feed. But you'll find some fields that does that does have sweet corn. You go out there and pick you a fresh. Yum. Couple. Of, I oh, thought it was so all good. the same fucking corn. <laughs> oh, I didn't no. know. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of it around here goes to feed those cows that uh, you chip destroy a, every weekend. Chip, <laughs> chip a tooth on that motherfucker. Why is this, this is the hardest corn I've ever tried to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. That makes a. I think that makes a big difference too. Because I, I, it was kind of funny. I got when I was listening to that. I had asked Dustin the question of, you know, why he wasn't, um, cause very early on in his moto vlogs, he was putting music every, every episode ended with, you know, some local band, some local music. And I, I asked him, I'm like, where did that, you know, where did that, that stuff go? I was, I look forward to it every video. And Dustin was like, I ran out of local bands. <laughs> it was that simple. Like my, my content changed cause I ran out of local bands. I mean, I think that happens too when you're progressing. You run out of ideas, and so your content changes. It 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 morphs into something else. It it you know becomes a a uh, a different thing than it was before. It, it, yeah. Dude, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't niche down on motorcycles. I'd keep my options open. That's what I felt personally because it's just at some point you feel like you're just beating the horse to death because right. most of the people watch your shit for the bike that you're on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They want to know what you're doing to the bike or the mods that you're doing or how you like it and what and whatnot. And you can only talk about one motorcycle so fucking much. And your wallet's only so deep. Yeah, and your wallet's <laughs> only so deep. And I mean, it's like, you know, with the Slim, people wanted all this stuff on the Slim, but I talked about it so much there was nothing left. It's a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you you tried that, Tony, didn't you? Didn't you put out a video about making a custom table? Uh, no, I never posted it. But I mean, I would love to be able to do kind of like what Jeremy does. You know what I mean? If I'm doing something different, I'd love to be able to throw it on there and people be interested in it. But we'll do it. And, What's holding well, you it back? Just, it does doesn't work. I mean, people just try it. How do you know it doesn't work? Well, I don't know. Maybe I should try it. <laughs> Go for but, it. You shouldn't, think it, you shouldn't think it pigeonhole yourself inter- in one genre. Yeah, I know. And I think it would keep it more interesting is what I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I did a with lot my of, channel. Yeah, we do a lot of motorcycle shit between the Dude, podcast. you got to do some fucking grilling videos. You, you, uh, you're cooking Wagyu beef every fucking There you weekend. go. Dude, yeah. have you ever had Wagyu? Let's talk about this Wagyu. You, I mean, shit, even the pictures you send. The rest of us are over here fucking drooling. I don't, know Wagyu. I don't even know what Wagyu is. What is Wagyu? It's that fucking Japanese cow that real Expensive. fatty. I mean, the, the, the amount of fat that's in these in this fucking beef is it's crazy, dude. But so what was it? Steak? Is it Wagyu steak or what is it? It's whatever. It's the whole fucking cow. I mean, if you want the brisket, the steaks, the whatever, yeah. you know. Ryan, if you want to get your feet wet, Walmart does have 
a section in their meat department that does have Wagyu steaks. No I kidding. Think, I, I think they might be American Wagyu. Okay. Yeah. But still, you're going to pay like 20 to $25 for a, like a, a six ounce ribeye. Oh, shit. Okay. But, but very, very good. Okay. Good. But Oprah Cox over here can afford it. Oprah so. Cox. <laughs> those fucking plate ribs, those Wagyu plate ribs. You know, it's it was like eight pounds. Three ribs were eight pounds total. Whew. And I mean, when yeah. I got done with those motherfuckers, they had the consistency of jello. <laughs> there was so much fat in them. I mean, you'd throw a, a cube in your mouth and you didn't even have to chew it. It just like disintegrated. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. So you made eight pounds, you made eight pounds of ribs for your house. So would it last about 38 seconds? It didn't last long. Actually, these did last because you could only eat about eight or 10 bites because it was so rich. You were like, oh, oh my okay. God. And then that mouth's bottom and you're like, yeah, your mouth is coated. Like, you know, you eat something real fatty, you get mm-hmm. that coating. It was like that. I mean, you would throw these things in your mouth and I mean, it just, it melted. You didn't even have to chew it. Yeah, that's some really of the content weird. I watch too is like Guga Foods. And yeah, some of these videos, these people are traveling to Japan. And yeah. They're going they're going to these uh steakhouses where they they cook the the wagyu right in front of you. Yeah. It's like three hundred dollars a plate. Yeah, it's a fucking A eight. I think it's the Wagyu A eight. If you get that, you actually get a fucking certificate with the cow's nose print on it. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Poor do you know what cow it came from? So it's certified, you know, Japanese Wagyu A8. And I think to buy a, a, a steak of that quality, I think you're paying like 180 bucks, $200 mm, wow. for the steak. Cool. Do you guys have a Ruth Chris by you? We do. Have you ever yeah. eaten there, Tony? Yes, we go every year for our anniversary. Yeah, Ruth Chris is good. They serve they serve your steak on a plate that's like 580 degrees. Yeah. It, Bring it to your table. Good. The plate's like 580 degrees. We have a place here called Lemu, which is rated one of the <laughs> one Lemu? of the top. Yeah, Lemu. it's like one of the top steakhouses in the U.S. And they do have a Wagyu steak there, and I think it's a sixteen ounce steak, and it's three hundred and forty five dollars. Oh, Holy crap. almighty! Yeah, eat something that you're just going to shit out later for three hundred and forty five dollars. Yeah, that's for crazy. Sure. Yeah, it's it's three hundred and fifty. I mean, it's it's a crazy amount of money, but. Wow. You do get a, the certificate with the nose print on it if you buy it. Wow, wow! But, so they know they nose print the cow before they put it down. <laughs> the those the, supposedly the A eight, and I don't I don't really know. I'm just going with what I, I'm I'm thinking. But you get a certificate of authenticity, and it has the cow's nose print, hmm. which is crazy. Wow! You get the nose print of the cow you just devoured. Yeah. <laughs> Some of a bitch is tasty. So obviously That's- you're not eating the whole fucking cow, so it's probably a Xerox. Who's got the original? It's a served to you in a, a Xerox copy. <laughs> you're like, this isn't a certificate. This is a fucking copy. Yeah. This isn't the just, real boy. We this really is a got Walmart steak, isn't it? <laughs> we went from fucking moto vlogging to beef. <laughs> I think I think a healthy amount of bikers love them some beef. Yes, they do. I got done with those ribs and thought I needed a bypass. I'm not shitting, dude. <laughs> was, they were a lot of fat. A lot of fat. <laughs> so, Ryan. Yeah. So, you're, 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 you're a seasoned motovlogger now. When we started, when we did that first episode, you are pretty green. You just had a couple episodes. Out. How many episodes have you done since yep. then? Um, like a hundred. Man, that's a good question. I think I'm I'm real close to a hundred. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm, what, I'm super what close. Vi- I'm gonna ask this to everybody. What video are you most proud of that you've done from now since you started? Wow. Oh wow. What a mine question. is why I ride. That three minute video I did of hmm. the very first part of the video. I'm acting like I'm texting back and forth with somebody. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I remember that. You know, that was probably that was probably the one I was most proud of. And I didn't say a word in the whole fucking video. Not one word. I did a um I did a video I think last year and uh both my wife and my daughters watched it and it made them cry. Um the video where I went um and You keep posted, your pants on. 
I did <laughs> keep my pants on. I went and posted a, a flag at my at my grandpa's gravesite for Memorial Day. It was a Memorial Day rally. I, I remember yeah, that. That was about that how too. you got your name. Yep. And I posted how I got my name, Kid Moto. Yep. Yep. And uh, that. um, that's probably, I would say, like, from an emotional perspective, that was probably the most vulnerable I've ever been on any video. And, and my family, really, I came home and or after I posted the video a couple days later, I came home from from work one day or something. And my my daughters came in and gave me a hug. And my wife was like, you know, they had all watched the video and started crying. And so that's probably one of them. And I think the South Dakota videos I did that had the two camera angles. Um, I think I did a really good job. I know, I know that video alone um, was a huge inspiration to Percy and his son doing their cross country trip that they did this year. And uh, that was a pretty amazing feeling that um, they were going to meet up and go to the Harley museum. And Percy sent a link to my video to his son and said, Hey, you need to watch this video that my friend did. Um, I think we need to go ride there. And, um, you know, and, and that's, I mean, documenting, traveling and doing that kind of stuff. That's part of the reason why I like doing it. You know, Bri, the biker, one of our friends on discord, and he sent me a message the other day and, and, um, said, my video or the first video I just posted on the ride home from Illinois, he said, um, he said to me, he said, it looks like you, that re- ride for was really relaxing for you. He got that kind of just relaxed vibe from riding out in the cornfields out where Dustin lives. So, you know, I guess if, if somebody can pull some inspiration from what I, what I do, that would probably be, um, you know, some of my favorite videos, but what about well, you? I'll Mary? tell you, well, I'm going to interject real quick. If, Dustin doesn't say it's the Route 66 video that he did at the drive-in. You need to go to the to the fucking door and slam your dick right in the door <laughs> because that was a fantastic video, dude. I agree cool. with that a hundred percent. Fantastic yeah, video. That was an amazing video, Dustin. You know, yeah. Well, thank you. That that took that video took a lot of planning, a lot of work, yeah. and even even more editing. And I am. I, I was I was gonna bring this one up too. It's probably the one I'm most proud of doing as far as from beginning to end and how it turned out. I'm I'm proud of that. When I really wanted to show what I can do um editing wise, film wise with that one. And it was awesome. I, I, my biggest regret quitting was not finishing that series. Yeah. Cause I had at least a half a dozen other videos um for that series to film. And, you know, you guys, you look at my Instagram, you always see pictures of that old shell station. Mm. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could have done one there because that place is awesome. Yeah. Those pictures are good. Those are your, your, uh, video, um, your MMM reflections video was fantastic. too. That was good too. Yeah. But I mean, that also, I think resonated more with those of us that went there and felt the same way. So I think there was definitely, you know, some nostalgia there, but in terms of how you filmed it and, your voiceover and, and, you know, just kind of having raw footage with the voiceover. It, it was, it was great. I, I really liked that one too. Yeah. Good. What about Mary? you, Mary? Um, well, I was just sitting here scrolling back through my YouTube channel. I haven't, you know, posted a video in a while either. I've kind of taken a little break, but um, there's a couple that stand out to me. And honestly, like a couple of them aren't even moto vlogging videos. Um, because, you know, I don't stick to just moto vlogging. I've kind of done a little bit of everything from moto vlogging to kayaking to, um, of course, my journey series and so forth. But one of the ones that I enjoyed the most, and I think looking back at, I put the most effort into it was when I was on vacation and met up with the Blue Bike and Doyle. Um, I really thought that out and set the camera in different locations and took different camera angles and um, just really put a lot of thought into it. And I thought it came out really well. Um, Another one that really resonates with me is the one that I did um, when the pandemic first started. It's called One Day Closer. And it was just meant to basically just be an inspiring, uplifting video to everybody to just, you know, all they were going through this thing that we don't know what's going to happen, you know, it's not going to be the end of everybody. We just need to stay focused and keep moving forward. And I still really love that video a lot, but 
Um, and then, of course, there's my journey series. And so to me, just being able to watch that final episode of that series and know that, you know, that was six months of work into that series and finally being able to wrap it up. You know, that was a, a proud accomplishing moment to me. And it might be, not be the, the best video I've ever done, but certainly to me, it was, you know, it was being able to see everything that I had gone through and being proud of that moment. Mary, what was that video you did about the bridge? The bridge, Moto Vlogger Bridge? Yeah, was that it? Um, well, I've done several different bridge videos. I don't know. It might have been the motor. I actually commented on, I don't comment on a lot of videos, but I watched that one of yours. This was before you're even on the podcast. I had to make a comment. I was like, that was a fucking great video. Yeah. Was it where I was sticking all the stickers to the bridge? It, it might've been. Yeah. But you're, you had some camera work and some B-roll in it and it was, oh, okay. it was a really good video. I mean, oh, I was thanks. like, damn, tight video. I, I thought I, I really liked your journey series. And one of the, there was two things specifically. I remember thinking to myself that I really liked it. Number one, I mean, we knew the story already from our perspective, mm -hmm. but watching the story from your perspective after you had already gone through it and kind of living that experience with you, um, yeah. the two things that I really liked about it, number one, it was a, it was a complete series of a story. It had a beginning and an end, beginning, middle and an end. And your video links were perfect for consumption. They were yeah. all like three minutes, 25 seconds. You know, I think the longest one might've been five minutes. That was perfect. It was yeah. perfectly timed for those videos to be a quick hit. You know, you could watch it quick. You could get the gist of the story and what you were experiencing at that moment. And then you followed the whole series through. That was the one thing that I, that really resonated with me. I thought, man, that was, that was great storytelling. I, I yeah. like that. I mean, there were some that were longer, but yeah, I tried to keep them less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Even though it was, do. uh, it was, uh, um, and I'm fucking terrible at that. I'm terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible at that. I talk too much. No, <laughs> I don't believe it. Somebody yeah. get the gym, make him shut up. <laughs> he doesn't have the red light on tonight so the gimp must be asleep those yeah. things must have gone out i turned them off i think that's why i gravitate towards um things like that just because you know you've got somebody and i'm not saying this about myself but um certainly other people that i watch when you have that aspect of somebody sharing something so personal and you get in with that story then it makes you want to continue to watch that story and see how it's going to end yeah, I agree. Uh-oh, he's getting the gimp. So, yeah, I don't think we, I don't know, going back to the topic, I think moto vlogging is kind of right where it was when we did it two years ago. Yeah. yeah, like it I said, it's just it, kind of a circle. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't strayed far away from what was normal back in 2019. No, and I mean. L let me ask you guys something, because this is something I never understood. And oh, I don't know if you can explain it to me. That's great. But it's something that I'm always scratching my head about. And I, I don't really get, there's a lot of people that say, why your penis is so small. <laughs> is, that, is that it? No. You're okay. such a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, there's people that they, you know, they make videos and they say, I only want to make videos for myself. I get that, making videos for yourself, but why post them to YouTube? Yeah. Well, because they don't why? want to feel like a narcissist. No, I get why? that question, Dustin, because that's kind of why I started my journey series yeah. in the first place, because I wasn't even sure I was going to release that series. But right. because I had already been doing moto vlogging and I had that. I guess, video aspect already going in my life. And I've always been a journaler since I was a young girl. I've always kept journals and stuff. And um, even when my daughter was growing up, I scrapbooked her entire life. But for me, it just hit me like, you need to start recording this. And if you don't ever even put it out on YouTube, fine, but do it for yourself so that you can look back. And I think after some time, you know, I was just kind of like, hmm. I think I'm just going to go ahead and release this as a video series. And, you know, I released it six months after I started recording it. But I get that. I get that aspect of people saying, you know, I'm just going to record this for myself because it's almost like a, a documentary that you can look back on 
of your life. It's just another way to journal basically. Yeah. Cause I, the way I always thought was like, well, if you, if you're just making these videos for yourself, catalog it onto a, a flash or a hard drive, put it in your closet, just get them out and watch it, whatever you want. Yeah. I, I guess I just never understood that, that theory. I yeah. mean, the whole thing is, is when you guys first started posting to YouTube, did you think anybody was going to watch it? No. I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally thought, I was like, this is going to give me something to do because I ride a lot by myself. And I was like, it's going to give me something to do while I'm riding. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, nobody's going to watch this. Nobody. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I think some people do it too, just to kind of leave a legacy for their family, you know? Yeah. Ryan's talked about that a lot. For yeah, sure. He did. I know he know yep. I know he you talked about that in that first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I stand by that now. I mean, I think um you know, even if I still had 100 followers right now, I'm 99.9% sure that I would still be doing what I'm doing right now. I still really enjoy it. I'm documenting this time um of motorcycling and this, you know, this time that I'm really enjoying and um, I do want my girls, especially, um, to be able to look back and see this. And and I had kids later on in life, so I don't know if I'm ever going to see grandkids. And if I don't, they can, um, <clears throat> you know, they can can show this to their kids when they're when they're older and say, "Hey, this was my dad, and he did something kind of cool." And I'd really love it if one of them would ride someday. You know, yeah. and not just be a passenger, but I, I really want one of them to ride. I, I want one of them to be on two wheels. And some people think that's crazy and dangerous, but, you know, life is short anyway. And I think that you have to feed your passions. And uh, motorcycling is something that I absolutely love and I'm super passionate about. And so that is definitely a driving factor behind why I continue to do it, you know. Um, and I just passed 1500 today. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm still having a lot of fun. So I I think that's, that's the thing. And I I think Dustin and I, I think we, we both hit this wall to where it wasn't that much fun anymore. I'm not going to speak for you, Dustin, but I kind of did. I mean, it, it, it got too complicated and too time consuming. And I, I well, yeah, I get it because you're, you're in that, you're in that boat where, you know, you, you've invested in all this camera equipment and stuff and you want to use it. You want to, you want to display your talent, your skill yeah. in, in your, in your video, because it's your videos are almost like an extension of yourself. You really want to show what you can do. You know, if you've, if you've got this background and yeah, like me, I, I mean, I quit for more reasons that I could even probably count, but I just felt like if it started feeling like work yeah, and I didn't want that for myself because fucking COVID was going on. I was working at home. I didn't want to sit at my computer desk for eight hours and then sit at my computer desk for another four or five hours and edit a video. And I think that's what got me because I, I enjoy filming it. Oh yeah. It's the editing process got so long and drawn out. That I would catch myself like on a Saturday morning going, fuck, I got to go down there and edit for like five fucking hours or six hours, you know? And it just, it got to the point where it just wasn't much fun. And I'm still waiting for that energy to kick back up. I'm pretty sure that, you know, when usually in the winter, when things slow down at work and things like that, I get more motivated to do it because it gives me something to do. So. You know, I was just fixing to say, because your work has increased, just like my work has increased. And like for me, I have to edit here at the office because my editing program relies on the Internet and I don't have Internet at my house. So that's a problem. And with it being as busy as it's been, I've literally had no time to edit. Yeah. And I'm not going to kill my whole weekend coming up here and doing it. So, no, no, I like having my weekends free now. I, love, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't really look back and say, God, I wish I was still moto vlogging. I'm totally happy. Yeah. You know, with, with, with giving it a rest. Yeah. And spending, you know, I've spent more time with my family, um, getting out on the bike and enjoying the experience instead of filming it for everybody else to enjoy too. That's what this, yeah. that's what, that's what this hobby's about is enjoying yourself. It's like, the, it's like one of the one things that a lot of us have. That's just ours. You got to cherish, you got to cherish that time when you have it. Yeah. Yeah, 
I agree. And so sometimes motor vlogging, it does take away from the enjoyment of riding because there for a while, I never got on the bike without a camera. Yeah. And then when I wasn't filming or moto vlogging, I felt guilty because I wasn't doing it. And I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm leaving the camera at home. Right. There comes a point where you just have to enjoy the ride and not yeah, focus exactly. on all of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like Dustin said, when it becomes a job, it's not any fun, you know? No, I, I agree. I, think I always I said if I got to that point, I wouldn't do it. I think for me, they, they're, they're, I, I so I, I've, I've thought about this a little bit. And if I lived someplace where it was warmer and I could ride more, would I be doing, you know, would my content be less and less because I could ride more? Um, for me, a big part of it is, is that there's a, you know, five month window where I don't do anything and I don't want to sit in my recliner and eat, you know, freaking uh, peanut M&Ms for the entire winter. And sit around and do nothing. Well, you you know, (laughs) it's not, it's not too bad, but after a while it gets a little bit old. And so I think for me, having content creation, motor vlogging, that kind of stuff, something to do to continue to feed my motorcycle passion in the middle of the winter when I literally can't ride at all has been a huge, huge thing for me to be able to tolerate long winters where I can't, you know what I mean? I can't go outside. And so that for me has been a really big, uh, a really big part of it too, is that I'm, I'm feeding that passion through the winter when it's not, um, when it's not possible for me to ride. And I'll be perfectly honest and say that, um, this podcast is, is a big, has been a big part of that process for me too, to be able to have that to look forward to every week when you, when you can't get out and ride, when you're, when I'm locked in my house and that kind of stuff, it's, it's been, uh, um, it's been, it's been really good. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. So like we ended the other one, is it dead? It, I think it's in the same place it was when we did the original podcast. I don't, I agree. Yeah. I I think, I think that the people that have been doing it longer, I'm two years into it now. Um, I, my content has evolved. I think everybody's content has evolved. That's been doing it a long time. But like Mary said earlier, the new people that are just getting into it, they're still strapping a GoPro on their helmet and micing themselves up and riding around on their bike and talking. That's how they're yep. starting. New That's generation. Yep. 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 And people are still watching. Exactly. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's dead at all. I think it's going as strong as it ever has, where my opinion there has changed because I thought it was dead when we did the first one. I thought the days of just riding down the road on your motorcycle with a GoPro was go was going to the wind. I didn't think people were going to consume it anymore. But I was wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to all the new up and coming moto vloggers. Y'all keep it rolling. Keep Get it out rolling. there and make some videos. If you guys, if you guys want a great example of personality driving content, go look at Professional Monkey. Yeah, he started his channel in February. Everyone in February. Pretty sure he has 38,000 followers right now. And he started wow. his channel in February. Yeah. That's awesome. Content and it's, it's all, it's all driven by content. Content is king. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you what, go watch jet films. I mean, if you want to just really cool stuff, high, high production value on those. Speaking of jets and flying, it is Uh-oh. time to open up the pages of Urban Dictionary. Oh my oh god. Is it Kentucky themed since the FDBM is right around the corner? <laughs> no, sir. Is it like the Kentucky payday or something? No, that is negative. Okay. Does it okay, offer wind protection it? like a Memphis Shade shield does? I'm sorry, Mr. Moto, but no. <laughs> Today's phrase reflects back to my weekend, taking my children to the St. Louis Zoo. Word is flying camel. Oh, my. Here we go. I'm keying it in. Definition is as your gal is lying on her back and you are hammering her from your knees, (laughs) you very carefully move forward and prop yourself without using your arms on your schlong while it is still inserted in her vagine. <laughs> and then proceed to flap your arms and let out a long shrieking howl, much like a camel. Strictly a class move. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
And a sentence would read, My girl had to go to the girly doctor today. I think I injured her last night doing the flying camel. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> That's disgusting. That can't make the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, before we close out, I would also like to say thank you to Mike at Memphis Shades because he sent me another windshield and I have to get it on and test it out. It's a 17 inch El Paso. So I'm excited to get try it. Get on with the 17 inch. Everybody hear that? <laughs> <laughs> no. That could no uh-uh. her, her exact words were I have to get it on and try it out. Those are her exact words. <laughs> the so- windshield. Strictly the windshield. What, shades what make size a wheel are you running now? <laughs> um, I went from a 13 to a 15. The 15 is what I have on there now. And like I said, it was hitting just at the top of my helmet still and kind of giving me a little bit of head wobble. So he sent me the 17 inch to try. So yay. Nice. Thank you. The, se- the 17 inch should blow clear above your forehead then. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yes, it should. <laughs> it should I, I mean, I think my, on my, uh, Road Warrior, I have a 15 inch, and with the fairing itself, I think it's about 18 inches total. Yeah, and I'm in a fucking bubble back there, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to get it on. I have to go get a tool to put it on, but yes, I would also like to thank Mike and the crew at Memphis Shades. I finally got my Road Warrior to replace the one that got in or not injured, but damaged. Injured. Yeah, it was injured, that got damaged in the accident, and uh. This time went with uh, smoke shield instead of the ghost. Nice. It's nice. gonna look sharp. Yep. Cool. Thank you guys. They also sent me some new handguards too. So. So Sweet. what's your uh, status on that motorcycle? Um, I also have to give somebody else a shout here too, uh, Walter Vavolts. Vavolts. Because I went I went to Ted's over the weekend and they said the only thing that we don't have that's gonna get your bike rideable is a, it's a fucking bushing. For the Jiffy stand. That'll do it's it. A, it's a $5 part, and they couldn't get it. Like, Harley wasn't going to be able to pull it till like, the 17th of August. And I'm like, that's that's cutting it close, because I got someplace to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're like, well, St. Charles, Charles Motorsports has it, but they're closed today. I'm like, well, that's an hour and a half away, and I'm not going to get over there through the week. I was like, let me go home, let me do some research, and let me see what I can find. Maybe I can find one quicker. And it had to be HD because of insurance. Yeah. So I went home and looked. Everything was like five to ten days shipping. So I was like, God, I'm going to have to call them back and say, just order it, and I'll just cross my fingers and, and hope it's in in time. But I put a feeler out on Discord just at random. I, I had at least three people you know, willing to check their dealership, and Walter replied. I actually got a text from him. And said, uh, my dealer has your part. He's like, nice. I'll ship it to you tomorrow. It's, I've already got a tracking number and everything a day later. He's like a fucking bloodhound when it comes to parts, right. man. That guy, Walter, it, it would it would be nice for him to come to the meetup, but I know he's got a little one on the way. And yeah. Walter, if you're a dad by the time this comes out, congratulations. Because yeah, he's absolutely. He's, yep. Thank yeah, you very much, man. He's the man. Yeah, very cool. Yep. That that dude's been around. He's he's MMM OG. He mm-hmm. sure is. And I'll tell you what, this podcast was all over the place. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all again to our patrons who continue to support us week in and week out and support what we're doing and allow us to continue to progress and move forward and uh, bring you guys the best podcast that we possibly can week in and week out. So thank you. Thank you very much to all the patrons out there. Um, we have had some discussions and hopefully we are going to start to bring you, be able to bring you guys a little bit more of exclusive content moving forward. Um, how you don't hold me to between now and FDBM, but after FDBM, we will try to uh, begin to, um, get some more exclusive content out for our patrons. We are pretty locked into what we need to do between now and then to get uh, FDBM to go off without a hitch. So when is FDBM, Ryan? FDBM is in September. It is on Labor Day weekend. So those of you that are coming out there, um, it will be the third, fourth, and the fifth. The third is our meetup that night at Bluegrass Harley Davidson. From what time is the meetup? Is it? 
I think it's four. It starts at four. It's either four or five. I'm, I'm going to have to verify five. that. Yeah. For, we'll be there for a couple hours. So come join us. Um, that's just a, you know, quick little meetup. That would be a good opportunity for those of you that came there to do some riding, to make some organized rides with the other groups of people that are there. Saturday will be in downtown Louisville at, uh, what's that place called again? Tony? Kingfish. On Kingfish Zorn and river road. Zorn and river road, the Kingfish. That's going to be from 12 to four. And obviously no one needs to boogie at four. They're open late into the evening and we will be, um, there, we got tons of prizes to give away. Um, we'll be there meeting people. And of course I know, um, if I'm like anybody else, I'm going to want to check out everybody's bikes. So you better ride your ass down there. And yep. Jared Weems will be there with the two David Mann bikes. Yep. With both the David Mann bikes. Um, one of which will be going into a museum. I know flip Nas, I think going to be coming with him. Yep. Yes, he is. And, um, we will have, you know, various people there. And I think Friday night, at the meetup um, at Bluegrass Harley Davidson, I heard a rumor that there might be some crave cases there. So if you might want be to, one or two, if you one want to indulge, two. if you want to indulge in a couple of White Castles with us, we'll we'll be glad to uh, we'll be glad to uh, clink burgers with you guys. <laughs> and then um, we'll have a sign up sheet on Saturday for our ride on Sunday. We're going to do a ride through. Um, the bourbon country. And we're going to have actually two, probably two groups of riders. One will be a little bit more of a technical ride. One will be a little bit more of a straightforward ride. Um, there are limited spots. So you're going to want to, if you want to go on those rides, get signed up, please, please, please. We implore you to be honest with your riding ability. This is not a dick measuring contest. We all know I'm the biggest dick. So (laughs) don't, this is not a dick measuring contest. We do not um, know this. I do not know that. <laughs> I don't we, know. <laughs> we we really want to keep everybody safe. So if you're if you're not a technical rider, don't worry about it. No one is going to get in your business or, or anything about it. Um, but we want everybody to be honest with their riding ability. So if you're if you're not you know familiar with technical roads or technical riding, take the straightforward route. Um, we will have a cop on site. Don't fuck with us. We will have a cop on site. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about all that. But we we uh, we're gonna have two separate rides. So uh, and spots are limited. Yes. Then and we that's just it. want everybody to have the best possible ride they can have, and that's and be the reason safe. we're doing two different groups. Yep. We want everybody to be safe and have the best possible time they can. If you want so. more information, go to fivedirtybikers.com. Also follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook. We're on TikTok too. We've been. We did have a last uh, video, a TikTok video last week, Tony. Did you see that? No, fuck TikTok. You didn't see I your de- TikTok I, video? I deleted TikTok, dude. You were, the, you were the star of it, Tony. Oh, God. Shining starfish. That's you, you Tony. Shining starfish over TikTok video. No, I, I had to delete TikTok, man. I would it, sit it, there and scroll through fucking videos for 45 minutes. <laughs> And just a waste of my life for 45 minutes. I came out no better than I went in. Actually worse. <laughs> Tony, you were teaching everyone German on the TikTok video. <laughs> oh, wait. I've been working on that. Kindness. <laughs> no. 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 It's Damn horrible. It. Horrible. Well, <laughs> obviously, it's not in my suitcase. I have the German accent. It's not in the briefcase. I don't have it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us at the Five Duty Bikers Podcast. And as always, keep it dirty, fuckers. Mm-hmm.